You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? It's your boy Eric. I'm here with the co-host Shayna. Anthony's on the line right now. And we got a couple of special guests today. Some really special guests today. We got our, our good friend Kenya with us. What's going on, Kenya? What's going on, y'all? Glad to be back. And, and we got a, a Detroit icon. Detroit legend. Detroit legend. Yo. Quest McCody with us. One of God's oh, favorite children. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? Thank y'all for joining us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man, I'm glad to be here. Oh, man, it's no problem, man. We we definitely, we had Marv 1 on uh, last episode, so it's like we got both of y'all here, you know, at some point. So Indeed. Got to get y'all together. That's what's up. But, hey, how was y'all? I like being places with Marv. <laughs> what? I'm with him Why so, not? I'm with him so much that uh, I just want to, you know. You said you can do it by yourself. You no, just want to enjoy. <laughs> I could cuss, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can say whatever you want, man. So what's going on with y'all? What's going on? What happened over the past week? Shayna, Anthony, Kenya, what's good? Snow. Snow. <laughs> y'all, I was. I woke up. I was like, y'all. I was. I was enjoying the January that was nice and mild and comfortable. And I'm like, it's this again, y'all. This snow is back. So I was spending all day last uh, yesterday just shoveling, putting ice down, uh, putting snow, putting uh, salt down. Um, it's crazy. I'm, I'm over it already. I'm just ready to get back to the spring. Bad winter though. Not, not, not I mean, quite. Shout out to Shout out to Global Warming for sure. Hey Kenya, I want you to talk about your organization. You got some stuff coming up that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and talk to to the people about it. Um, so last time I came, you know, I talked about politicking, which is uh my talk show that I kind of talk about social justice issues, mm-hmm. um, specifically in Detroit. But I mean, you know, those things aren't unique to Detroit; it's happening all across the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so recently, I launched my business, um, L three C. Uh, kinship k-e-n-s-h-i-p mm-hmm. um you can check it out at kinship.org but it's really around two areas um community development and youth programming really just trying to tap into the community being really innovative and unique how we meet people where where they are mm-hmm. um a lot of times you know organizations they come about and you know you expect people to come to you but i'm just really trying to get to the people and understand right. what it is that we need so that we can start building um more strategically yeah um and together collective um power i think it's so important and so i'm just gonna be doing some different things of course politicking is still there i'll be hopefully soon dropping my um season two but i'll also be trying to do some community events and just tapping into where people already are doing things partying you know different open mics really tapping into music like just artists you know um the schools Mm -hmm. everything just trying to really meet people where they are so that we can start working collaboratively. Um, so everything that I'm doing is really going to be pushing that idea. So have you had any events yet? I just did my launch. Um, okay. I kicked it off for the first day of Kwanzaa, Moju, Unity. Yeah. Um, yeah. Brought a lot of people out that are doing great work in the community and just kind of made it a mix and mingle, informational, and I'm really excited to get going this year. Okay. So what was your, what was your um, sort of the inspiration behind creating this? I know you want to create opportunity for the community to get together and work, you know, build community, build um, you know, economic power within the community. But sort of what else got you interested in doing this and creating kinship? You know, I'm really starting to think that life just happens. Um, I just finished my master's. Congrats. uh, Master's in community development from University of Detroit Mercy. Getting into that program really opened my mind to just see, like, the stuff that's going on in the city. Mm. And so one of the things that I was looking at is just, like, 
we've got a lot of power yeah. that we don't understand. And I think it's because people aren't at those tables that matter. And so I'm right. just trying to take what it is that I know and be like that conduit of knowledge and yeah. just try to share it with other people. Because I feel like when people start to understand the power that they have, you start to appreciate and value your community more. You start to give and pour into yourself. And I'm just tired of depending on other people. I mean, that's <laughs> where I'm at now. You know, I don't yeah. think that I should be dependent. I mean, self-sufficiency should definitely be something that we're thinking about as we're growing and glowing in this mm-hmm. new age. And um, that's really what's motivating me is just wanting to be able to stand on our own. And, and show the power and strength that we have specifically when we come together. That's real. That's yeah. real, real, for sure. Quest, you got any projects coming up? Anything that the you want? Gospel out now, all streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, um, I got an album out right now. It's called the Gospel. Um, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. It's a real deep, um, it's introspective, but it's yeah. also got an edge to it. Okay. So um, if you, you know, you've, if you're in the content, you know, check that out. It's on all streaming platforms. We got a few videos um, online right now. Uh, got a few more in the cut. Okay. So, yeah, check that out. I know Anthony has some questions for you about, um, you know, the rap battle. Word. And go ahead. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Um, yesterday, I went to a Pistons game with my girl, it was great up until the final three seconds where somebody on the opposing team threw a shot and we lost. Dang. I mean, that's the Pistons way, up though. Until that, up until that point, we did great. It was a really great game. It was very close. I, I think we were going against the Sacramento Kings. How you not, How do you not know it, what team we were going against? He was there. You were there. <laughs> I, you weren't paying attention to it? I was drunk. It was I was going to say he was drunk. For he, he was drunk. He was Man, all they serve Amsterdam. Have you gone to the little, like yeah, the bottom spent, section though? Hey, and if you were drunk at a piston game, you spent a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> For real, you could have went to the corner right. store. Got you, man. Yeah, hey, Mr. McCody. Yes, sir. Hey, man, I just wanted to say I'm a fan of what you do, man. I'm I'm a big battle rap fan. I, I didn't want to geek out in front of Marv because I didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. But I did want to <laughs> tell you that I love your last two on two with Marv and uh, Geechee and B Dot. I thought that yeah. was a great battle. Indeed, man. I appreciate that for sure. Great performance all around. I feel like y'all really rep Detroit well. Yeah, man. That's what we try to do. I think uh, one thing that we always took pride on is where we're from. Everywhere right. we went, like just from the beginning. Like I remember I wouldn't wear a hat that wasn't a Detroit hat because I wanted people uh-huh. to know where I was from everywhere I went. So, whatever. so um, now they know. So I, I can throw on different hats and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like the the rap battling, where has it taken you? Like where what places have you got to see? What cities? Um, Got to go seen, all over. I've seen every state outside of like Alaska, Maine, Man. shit like that, where people don't really <laughs> right Maine. Right, they have a battle rap league in Alaska. I tried wow. to get booked out there; it didn't work out. Um, London, um, just I mean, all over. South I mean, Africa. Yeah, uh, Marv went to South Africa. Wow. I was stupid. I was contracted <laughs> to do some other shit. And I was trying to be a man of my word yeah. about my contract. So I was like, I'll just go next time. <laughs> and then next so, time I was like, ah. Uh, nah, I'll still go next time. So, you know, I ain't dead. So yeah. I'm going to see a lot of places. That's what's up, y'all. So the way that this podcast simply work, we have it. We have various segments. So I'll talk about current events. Shana talks about the hip-hop corner. Anthony talks about sort of his two cents. So he's like a, mo- a cinephile. He talks about movies, things going on. Word. I'm about to hit on some current events that recently took place. So we like in day what thirty, thirty one of the shutdown, and we people that, are we that far into the shutdown? Shit, yeah, last yeah. time I looked at the news, it was like twenty eight. Right, oh, and that wow. was like two or three days ago. Right, so we got to be early, at least a month into the shutdown. 
close to it. What has anyone been personally affected? Anyone's family members? Um, and sort of what can come out of this? Like, what what's the good of this? I know, Shana, you got some. You yeah, got a story, my right? dad works for the IRS, so he <laughs> hasn't been to work since before Christmas. And, you know, I work for the state of Michigan as a caseworker. So um, we've had to, you know, process our cases by a certain time because they are issuing food assistance benefits early. Mm. They will not be issuing food assistance benefits in the month of February. And I've seen a lot of people online selling their stamps. <laughs> and it's like you do know that this is it. Until either March yeah. or the shutdown is over, whichever one, like, you're not going to get any benefits for the month of February. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's a lot of, and so we've been trying to encourage when we, when we're able to, when, when we're able to speak to our clients, where we, I try to encourage them, like, hey, you will be getting your benefits early. These are not extra benefits. Mm. These are benefits for the month of February. And we really, honestly, we don't know. When you'll get your next benefits. That's I couldn't imagine. Like, I was watching the news. Um, I think it was CNN or MSNBC. They was interviewing a lady who literally has to choose between feeding her kids, um, and and or driving to to work. Right. So you're gonna go to work, put a gas money in your car, and not get paid for it. Or you're gonna stay home, try to try to find a way to to feed your kids, get money for that. It's just they're such in a bad situation, and the fact that we're pitting um, you know, their livelihood against this, this border wall situation. It's like, who do you blame? I mean, personally, I know I'm going to blame, you know, the current administration, but there's people out there who like the Democrats, should have, they should have said, you know, agreed to something. Like, what do y'all think? How do y'all feel about this? Who's going to take the blame at the end of the day? Who's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, who's like, it is there some, I'm sorry. Go, no, go for it. Is there someone, is there someone in particular that said, we're going to shut the government down until we get a wall point blank. <laughs> is, there, is there a person yep. that said that? There is. Okay. So, there is. So whoever it is yeah. that said we're going to shut the government <laughs> down right. until we get this wall passed. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm with now, you. now the fight about the wall right. is – you know, that's for people to have. Yeah. But like whoever said, yo, like I, I literally just saw uh something where they were saying, listen, we have different ideas of what we can do in this disagreement outside of shutting down. The Seriously. Can we do something else, please, sir? Man. No. <laughs> the so, thing the thing like, is he's trying to he's trying to use this as his platform for twenty twenty, seeking reelection, just point it point the finger to the Democrats, like, hey, you know, they're the reason this is happening. Um, but on a deeper level, it's about how are we, how is this affecting his voters? Like, these are real life people, Republicans, Democrats, whatever. They're part of the TSA, they're part of the IRS, they're part of all these government organizations I, that are being shut down. I think we can even go deeper here. I think even going deeper, this is, it's a fight between two parties where it's all about what somebody wants, but in the middle of it, you know, the middle class man or even the, the lower class man. They're losing money over this. Families are losing money over right. this. It's like there's a reason people compare Game of Thrones to America. Game of Thrones, <laughs> we just see the king and queens battling each other. Yeah. But the little folk that live in the countryside and everything, they they get it the worst because the queen doesn't like the queen of dragons or right. you know something like that. It's 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 a great it's a great allegory to America because we suffer because the politicians. I'm gonna put it bluntly, have their cockfights. You right. know what I mean. That's what it comes down to to me. 
I think like we don't have a say as much as we want to have a say. And when we do have a say, it doesn't matter anyway, because it has to be passed by someone higher up. I just did the math. This is day 30. Day 30. It's crazy. But I don't think that the government shutdown is going to, as far as Trump supporters are concerned, it's not going to bring them over to our side because um, in their mind, it's like, well, why don't they just give him the wall? Right. And it's always the what about ism too. It's like, you know, what about Obama and, and George Bush? They were, you know, they wanted some barriers or what or whatnot. I yeah, feel like I would be able to withstand a government shutdown for this long if there was a um if we shut down the government for a single payer system instead of yeah. what we have because Obamacare is not it it's it's bad. <laughs> it, right. it, it is really bad. And he made a lot of concessions in order to open the government back up. And I really wish he would have stood his ground because it, it's just bad. Like prescription drugs have gone up. Premiums mm. have gone up. And it, yeah, this is, yeah, that, that it was bad, but this, I really wish he had to stood his ground more so mm. on that than how Trump is standing in his ground on his fucking wall. And I've seen a post recently, too, around this idea, like, are we too dependent on government? Like, we is are. there another way for us to kind of, like, fund certain things, like, where if this type of thing happens, I'm not ass out, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right, what does right. that look like on the flip side? And it's like, how can people um, that are supposed to have the best interest of the people at heart right. be having them, like, so far gone, you know, like, actually depending on them and not being sure. able to meet their daily needs, livelihood. Like, I mean, yeah. these are questions that we should be asking ourselves right now, and I think people are getting caught up in it, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it's happening, but I don't think people are taking this as serious as we should be. I I don't think there's anything wrong with, quote-unquote, relying on the government because the government basically committed uh, – invented the middle class here mm. we wouldn't have the middle class without the government because they supplemented white people and yeah. <laughs> created a whole you know class that didn't it was before you know the new deal and the gi bill and all that you just had poor people and rich, rich people yeah. there was there if you wanted a house you had to buy land cash and you had to build it yourself mm. so I don't think there's anything we pay taxes. So I don't think there's anything wrong with quote unquote like relying on the government. It's just that we should have more say in what's going on. I really feel like these politicians on both sides, they're not apologetic enough to their constituents as to why the government is shut down. I agree. Yeah, I have a um I wanna share this with you. Uh one of my Facebook friends, her name's Jay Smiley, she posted this. Um, she says to my work family, uh, put it in the context. She works for TSA. Mm-hmm. Um, to my work family, please know that we will not starve. If we have to pull funds to make giant pots of spaghetti or chili, we'll get it done. Mm-hmm. We can collect bottles together to get snaps for the petrol. <laughs> Smiley Scholars mm-hmm. Child Care Academy will be available Mondays and Tuesdays. Don't be embarrassed to speak up if you truly need something. One of the greatest things I've gained from working. Um, there is awesome people, you know, who you are, who genuinely have my back. Mm. Uh, we've been through struggles together and this will be another one, um, that we can reminisce on later. Keep your head up. Wow. Like that's a person. Like that's my friend. Like mm-hmm. I know she got kids. You feel me? And right. she going to work every day or you'll get fired. It's <laughs> crazy for free. And it just doesn't make sense. Like, like, I'm still paying taxes. That part of the government not shut down. I understand yeah. the difference. But still, you know, we're not going to shut down the part of the government that I got to 
do something um, for and these people. You know, uh, they they're in control of some of our safety. They found the gun on a Delta, Delta flight, yeah. yeah, to Japan or something, right? Yeah, yeah, they did. So, like, it's not making anything safer, more safe, and so it, it's just a temper tantrum like, it, like it's just a temper tantrum that's but, it it's but the a, unfortunate reality though is that people who aren't affected by it they just going to brush it under the rug they're like all right hey, it's not it's not impacting me yeah. right but when we get to that point where people are truly being like just regular everyday citizens are being affected in terms of like the long lines at, at, at uh, the airports now people are complaining about that it takes four hours to get through these tsa checkpoints now and so uh, i think more people are going to be like all right we, we got to do something we need compromise we need Think about Something. how crazy that is, though. Yeah. But, think, think about that narrative. Like, there there are people that are going to fight back because mm-hmm. of lines at right. the damn airport and not because of a whole family that ain't got a check in a month. We selfish, man. We selfish. Man. Jesus. Yeah, and then if it, pro, if it goes on longer, it, it's going to spill over because people going to eat. Yeah. Oh yeah, they gonna find you gonna eat. I was telling my coworkers like, look, I'm going. We all going to the grocery store together at lunchtime, right, <laughs> right. broad daylight. I'm not going to the grocery store because I usually like to go in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, around six o'clock when they first open. I'm like, no, because they gonna wait. You go in, get your food, and knock you upside the head when you come out because yeah. they, yeah. they 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 know it's food. So, yeah. I it's it's putting everybody's safety in danger. Because, you know, people are going to have to, you're going to find a way to survive. That's it. We're going to eat. I want to change it real quick. Um, Has anyone saw in the news the Native American man who was outside of the Lincoln Memorial? I saw Who was being intimidated by these high school kids wearing, you know, Make America Great Again hats and stuff like that. This just shows you how low we're getting as a country. I mean, we've already been. It's just exposing us to how low we are as a country. Um, And it's, it's, it's just upsetting, man. I was just thinking about this the other day, like. These kids are sitting there mocking this man, you know, who's coming from this community that's were, were killed, murdered for this land, and now we're trying to build this wall, like on 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 a land that doesn't even really belong to you. So, man, that stuff it gets me just just so upset, you know, reading these stories. Um, any thoughts about that? But as that? a teenager, why do you have that hat on? What is <laughs> your understanding? What is your why? Do, what is your grasp of that hat? Because they want to say make America great again, but mm-hmm. when uh, Ocasio Cortez was like, "All right, we should tax the rich at seventy percent," you know, back when "quote unquote" America was great, that was the tax rate on the rich. Right now, they're like, "Oh, it was yeah, it was like ninety. It was ninety. Yeah, it was ninety yeah. percent. Yeah. So seventy is lower." Right. <laughs> So and now they're like, oh no 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 we don't mm. we're not gonna do that. It's but crazy. you want to make America great again, so we should just yeah. why can't we uh, import that aspect back into America again? But I I don't as a teenager, you know, I was kind of into politics, mm. but I didn't wait. What like as what do you grasp about politics when you're 16? Like to you where know. you were put on that hat? It's your teaching. Or your lack thereof, right? right? Yeah. It's what you're learning. It's what's around you. And unfortunately, we have people in this world who are teaching ongoing these type of narratives that mm-hmm. are pushing people to want to support such message, right? And I just think, like, I mean, you can debate what that hat means here right. and there. Um, but I think that it also just exposes our the people that are uneducated. Yeah, And it's so much of that, so much ignorance 
I don't attribute that to ignorance. I think they know. Oh, they definitely know. I think they know. I don't attribute that to uneducation or ignorance because they know what they're doing. They know the history of this country. Do they? Yeah. I I don't believe in the whole white ignorance. I think white ignorance is a myth. I think that they know they're very well versed on their history Mm -hmm. and our experts by the time they are teenagers about, you know, what's going on and and things like that. So and then I think white ignorance kind of implies white innocence. Mm. And I. Yeah, no. That's but enough I, for me. But you, say that, but you say that they know their history, which is only a portion. Yeah, the and history so, of white terrorism. And, and, and in that regard, though, that's not a full truth. And so it is ignorance because you don't understand, like you just said, like you're talking about make America great again, but you don't even understand the context of which this is what this means. Hmm. You know, this is what this country once was. And people are ignorant to the fact of what this country was in so many levels because we only grasp certain ideologies. We only grasp <laughs> bits and pieces. Like our whole history here in the United States has been broken up. It's kind of like the sound bite, right? Like we come in and you hear like this person had an hour long speech, but I'm only going to put a minute on Instagram. Right. <laughs> you feel right, me? Right, and right. so it's like that's our country's history now. And so I think that a lot of it does become ignorant, not to say that they don't understand certain things, because I definitely think that. But I do think that there is a disconnect because we don't get a full picture anymore. So to me, that's ignorance. I had a um, I was in um, Ohio uh, doing something at I won't say the school because it may embarrass some of the um, I was in Ohio. I was doing a um, program with some sixth to seventh graders, middle school. Yeah. Um, Marvin, myself, and we were going through the motions, like meeting the kids and everything. And it was one kid he had on this uh, hoodie, and I was like, "Yo, man, nice hoodie," because the hoodie kind of had like a a a um like almost a kente kente cloth kind of mm-hmm. pattern mm-hmm. or whatever. It seemed or whatever. He's a, a white kid, glasses. Yeah, and you know, I just saw the hoodie and I kept it moving. So as we're Going through putting the raps together for the kids. The kids are writing their raps and putting their stuff together. And I go to the kid and I'm, you know, I'm going around. People are telling me their raps. And then I get to the kid and the kids uh, rap. He's in the sixth grade. He says, uh, if if you didn't vote for Trump, you're a commie. Oh, my God. If you... If you kneel to the anthem, you're a commie. If you disrespect the flag, you're a commie, commie, commie. And I was like, and so then I looked at him a little more, right? And he had on a NASCAR hat, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking like it's going to say like, you know, in your mind, you just know. Like when I see your hat, I just know if his words on the hat, it says Jordan. Right. Or whatever, (laughs) just because I I, I saw the Jordan emblem. So I saw it was a NASCAR hat. And I'm like, okay. And I look closer. I'm thinking it's going to say like Earnhardt or something. And I'm like, it says make America great again. Okay. So. Now we're going across, going through the room, and it's a black kid sitting at the table with him who gets up. And the kids at the school, they were kind of, um, they, it, they were, everybody had different, different, um, a lot of different personalities in the, in the class. So this kid's personality, I guess, he wanted to go to a place of silence. So he mm. had got up. And walk to the window and he's looking out the window and I go over to make sure he's cool. I'm like, hey, man, what's up? He's like, nah, just like outside. I like outside. Uh, and I'm like, all right, that's what's up, man. What you like to do? You know, kicked it with him, then went back. So we go through the kids and we get they got to say their raps. 
and uh-huh. everybody's saying their stuff and I get to the kid and I don't want to say it. I don't want to <laughs> call like, him again because oh I'm like, I know what he's about to say. Yeah. So he did it again or whatever. So now I'm talking to the teacher and the teacher um, uh, after uh, we met and we we went um, to have have lunch. Um, we're talking. He's apologizing. Um, they had him. Like, you know, it's hard because it's like freedom of speech, right. freedom of expression. Can you make him take the hat off? No, mm-hmm. Not really. I wouldn't want you to make my son take off a hat. But, right. yeah. So we're talking, and I'm sorry it's super long. Um, we're talking, and he's like, yeah, there were some kids that found out you guys were coming. Mm-hmm. Or there were some parents that found out you guys were coming, and they had heard a song I, um, and saw a video for a song I did called Hello America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on YouTube if y'all want to check it out. It's <laughs> on the gospel right now. It's called Hello America, where I address a lot of um touchy subjects in right. in this country. And they didn't let their kids come. And this wow. was a parent, a group of parents that didn't let their kids come. And wow. this kid was a was a part of that group. Wow. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, he wasn't, but his parents were a part of that group and they let him come. And they equipped him yes. with with the tools to spew ignorance. Right. There's nothing I could do. Like I wanted to meet his dad. I'm like, man, why are you That's crazy. But, like, yo, what you gonna that's that 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 kid can be those kids when he's sixteen years old True. because he was he was raised up in some some bullshit. But but just like Nazi Germany, they use these kids as Tools for propaganda. Like that's it. Yeah. And do you know in the sixth grade what communism no. is? <laughs> you may have heard of it. Your parents may have you said something. Com- you don't know what You don't know what, what it commie is. is. Commie is nigga. That's <laughs> that's that's what that that's yeah. just yeah. you couldn't send your You're kid, less than like, because you don't like <laughs> capitalism. No, basically. No, no. In general, I'm right. talking about for that kid. As a yes. cold word. As that kid, yeah. the cold word for nigga in his house was commie. Was commie. Right. Yeah. Like, come on, man! You, you, your daddy told you to say that, man. Yeah. Like, I want to meet your dad, man. <laughs> For real, have a discussion with this man. I still do. It's like, crazy. Like, like, man, why? But it's it's just showing you like where a, a, a large swath of our country. I won't say large. I'll say maybe thirty percent. What thirty five percent of our country? That's, a lot. that's large. That's a, that's a lot. We man, think man, imagine if I know. took thirty five percent of your yeah. money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like right, three, three out of ten people are are thinking that way. But it's it's just it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that this little kid has become a tool for his parents to you know show their 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 um their anger or, or hate. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But y'all, this this has got me down a little bit. Let's let's move on to Shayna with your <laughs> your hip hop corner. Um, the A uh, City Girls video. Oh, oh the yes. twerk, twerk. <laughs> the twerk video. <laughs> Anthem for us. Anthony, did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Oh, is, is Kyra right there? Um, no, she's gone. Oh, okay, uh, you can talk about yeah, it. <laughs> what did you think, Anthony? The City Girls twerk video. Uh, I thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're really doing it for the culture with that one. Mm-hmm. So what y'all think, ladies? I it was very nostalgic for me because I was one of those uh, kids that stayed up late night to watch BT Uncut. Don't I don't know why? <laughs> because I knew it, it's something that I, I knew I wasn't why. supposed to be doing. Right. 
So, yeah, it kind of brought me back, you know, kind of to that area. Made me feel a little young again. Uh, there was a, a a white twerker on Twitter that was like, there's no... <laughs> where are the white girls? Like, she, they was, she was saying that there's no diversity. Well, it's not your time or place. It's not... Oh, just sit okay. this one out. Sit this one out. But I don't... But... I, I saw I saw her twerk videos and I didn't I didn't like them. No, no. So that's probably why she wasn't selected. She just wasn't good. I don't think she participated in the contest because there was a contest. You know, you get flued out. You get flued. Oh. <laughs> I missed this. You get flued out. <laughs> no, I missed it. I and love it was this. diversity. There was a tiger. Mm-hmm. There yeah. was a zebra. Right, right. Well, I want to speak up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear. All right, for the men. Right. All right. Far too much in hip hop. If we've been ostracized, <laughs> separated, right, looked down upon and left out all the time, there was not one male, <laughs> none in that video. That's what made us so amazing. And I sent my application. You <laughs> <laughs> said equal there, rights. There were, there were no camera men. Nope. There were no makeup men. No. <laughs> there were no men in wardrobe. There were no men doing the body painting. Oh. Nah. Little man nah, hold up nah, the little microphone. Nah. We need some nah. diversity. Okay? Seriously. There was, there, I have there. no complaints about that. So I put, my, I put my application <laughs> in no, no. months ago. I'm talking about me. I put my application <laughs> in, bruh. I was supposed to be the camera. He's trying to get flued out. Jesus Christ. Let's get flued out. Let's get flued out. They had no oil boys. Nothing. Right. Such a subtle message in that, though. This women's empowerment throughout the No, no, it was fire. It's amazing. It's amazing. And the lady stood on her head and lit a cigarette. Yeah, that's this. Man, what? Might not have been a cigarette. <laughs> I mean, I don't even oh think she God. smokes because that that smoke she blew out was kind of concentrated. I'm like, she oh, didn't yeah. yeah. <laughs> She blew Nothing the smoke blew. up out her. No, no, no she no. she lit a, she stood oh. upside down and lit a cigarette and blew the smoke out. Oh, yeah. okay. I was about to say, Jesus, I didn't see that version. Right, hold on. Is that she, the uncut, uncut she version? Smoked or? a cigarette. <laughs> Jesus, that's great. Rather to be for real. Any anything else, Shane? Anything you want to add? No, that was it. That was the only thing. Anthony, you got anything to add to the hip hop corner? Man, the gospel's uh, out now. The gospel's <laughs> out. Y'all not talking about Big Draco? Oh, Big oh, Draco! No, oh my God! Hold on. Oh, my, Y'all not I totally about Big Draco? He's been hey. on one. Yesterday, he called Ariana Grande a thief. Uh, he need to retire that Gucci head, man. Though that no, thing was struggling. No, no, struggling. No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> if you look, he say I'm wearing it on purpose. It means something to me. That headband he had that on like ten years ten, ago yeah. in a picture. Like it is probably like. You know, a basketball player, lucky soccer. So, yeah. But you know. my thing is, it's just crazy how one interview, like, because Soldier Boy is a laughing stock before mm. the breakfast. Soldier Boy is a legend. So, <laughs> see, yeah. now they talking about like he's like a they pioneer. Legendary status, right? Like, uh, he, he is though. He pioneered everything that I don't like about hip hop right now. No, he did. This he pioneered right everything you like about hip hop. Swag. Okay, so so let me help you out. I think a lot of the, a lot of the interview was, you know, it was purposefully you know in his favor to be controversial you know drake drake but (laughs) he is is a trendsetter in some ways i will give him that i'll I'll hand him that so i I about to hit him with the big butt where the big butt at go (laughs) (laughs) but now i heard people saying like he was a clone or something y'all hear about that Mm -mm. 
Yeah. This no, ain't the real. This ain't the real. Man, y'all not going to disrespect Big Draco. Man. <laughs> Big soldier. This 2019 his year. This, I just remember. I just just remember when he came out. I'm like, oh my god! Like rap could not get any worse. Okay, think about this. Okay, um, the way people release singles. Yeah. Soldier boy, like literally pioneered that. Yeah. He was the first person. Like I can't even think about going on YouTube to watch rap anything before soldier boy. Now I wasn't a soldier boy fan. I wasn't Yulin. I didn't like the music mm-hmm. or any of that. But I liked the concept. He was sixteen years old and he was making beats. Mm-hmm. I remember Kanye West uh, Kanye West <laughs> defended that uh back when he was defending good shit. Um but when you when you look at social media and how we use social media, when you look at like like I remember being on MySpace, like a lot of the things that people do, people have all these dances and different shit now. Like, we clowned them. Like, we did. And he... He's, he's, he's ahead of his time. This generation is MC Hammer. Like, we clown Hammer, but he was actually a pioneer. But And we said yeah. he was going to be a one-hit wonder. He put out hit after hit after hit after that is hit. That's true. Like, he, like... I will say that. I got to give him his credit. He is persistent. He did kind of change the wave and if a you, little bit. If you think about and like, yo, I'm not a like, don't you're not gonna get my car and hear Soldier Boy pop up. I can't quote much Soldier. So you Boy. didn't listen to Bird Walk on the way over here. No, I didn't. <laughs> I've never heard Bird Walk a day in my life. Um, but I like Dunk. Dunk was fire. Right. Um, it was but, us. <laughs> but, listen, but you got to think like the beats were whack, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. He was he was a poor kid. He was 16 years old. He had a computer and he had the stock sounds. Kids got a lot more. They they got more shit now yeah. or whatever. So like when I was sixteen, I wish I if you'd have heard the shit I was producing at sixteen, if that shit would have got out, y'all to called me Soldier Boy. Y'all would have been like, <laughs> like yeah. so you know. But you make you some know, you make some good points. I ain't thinking of that one. Big Draco. I mean, I ain't gonna say you know he the the, the greatest. No, but you're right. He innovative. He, he, was, he was innovative for his time for sure. Let's just man too. And a business, he got multiple businesses. Oh, right? Battle rap, y'all oh, ain't know. Okay, yeah. my homeboy posted this. He said Conceited was considered one of the first big stars of battle rap. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, guess, that yeah. like he helped popularize battle rap. Yeah, y'all forget that Soldier Boy was the first person to co-sign Conceited, put him in oh. SODMG and everything. Oh. Bang! So Conceited. Put on, I mean, Big Soldier, Big Draco, put on the battle rap game too. Hey, that's that's connections. Shout out Big Draco for saving battle rap. Man, Soldier Boy, the the more you know about Soldier Boy. Shout out to Midwest Miles. He he, uh, uncovered that epiphany. That's crazy. Hey, Ant, man, what's your what's your two cents? Man, I've been busy. I've seen a lot of things, but I don't think you have much time left. Do you? Go ahead. Go for it, man. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll jump in. All right. Well, I've seen a lot, y'all. Um, I'll just run down the line. I got like four things to talk about. First thing I'll talk about is Vice with Christian Bale. Uh, Christian Bale is Dick Cheney. Did anyone see this? Everyone no. I haven't quiet. seen it. I don't even want to see it. I saw, I saw I him gain that. I saw that he gained the weight for the role. Like That was uh, super dope. Yeah. He really came into it. Um, the film is good. It's a solid dark comedy because... It, Dick Cheney is a dark guy, yeah. but I feel like it, it was a little preachy at times, a little a little too leftist, but it, it, it sold the message and everyone did well acting-wise. 
I thought it was solid. I felt Christian Bale, he 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 deserved a Golden Globe. He did his thing. Okay. I'm gonna move on from that. I saw um both of the Fire Festival documentaries. If you know about the Fire Festival, you know it's the event that was uh, co hosted by Ja Rule where they bought this island supposedly pre owned by Pablo Escobar and when people got there who spent a lot of money to get there, there were no villas, there were just former Hurricane Michael tents. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Only thing they had to eat was cheese and bread and tomatoes. Hey, that was tomato slices. My life, like thirteen, fourteen years of it. None of the, none of the artists showed up. Yeah, it's it just goes. I'm just I'm just gonna compare the two. Netflix was better because Netflix had more footage. <laughs> I of how disagree. <laughs> oh, I had more found footage. It had more found footage of when they were putting the event together in the moment. Hulu was more of like a reminiscent kind of thing, and they had Billy McFarlane himself on the on the Hulu doc. But okay. the thing about Billy McFarlane is they didn't ask him the tough questions, or he wouldn't answer them. He mm-hmm. was more so just there. He more so just kind of like summarized what happened objectively, but not from a point of I did wrong. It was more so I did this and I did this. Mm-hmm. I felt like the Hulu doc they 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 kind of let him off the hook. The Netflix doc it was more so from the point of people. And the footage in the moment, they were speaking to people about what happened, and it just seemed like it was more grounded in the Netflix stock, and the Hulu was just more of a reminiscent kind of thing. They both did well. I just think Netflix was slightly better. I think the Hulu documentary was better. Uh, The Netflix documentary was actually produced by the people that were in charge of the marketing for the Fire Festival. So I understand that people profiting off of their crimes kind of uh, deal. They they scamming twice. And I I think they Hulu did a better job of the totality of putting the whole thing in the context about how he got this big investor. And then the investor got indicted on securities crimes and then he died in a car accident. Like he had a billionaire give him five hundred thousand dollars, which to somebody who needs five hundred thousand dollars, that's a big deal. But. I don't think like we grasp the difference between a million and a billion. Like True. that's nothing. That's like five dollars right. to him. And then the one thing that Netflix did have, they had the one investor where Billy asked him to suck dick to get uh, water to the festival. He was like, because the customs wasn't going to let these two, th- uh, these two, um, what is it like? Uh, like shipments of water come in. And then Billy was like, he said that Billy asked him to suck because he was a gay man, asked him to suck the customs guy's dick to get the water over there. And the uh, investor was like, I was fully prepared to do that. I said, oh that is, that is disgusting. God. That is, I was so, Some I was, just don't do. I was mad because if that was a woman, that there would be like mass outrage. Yes, he said that he was fully prepared to suck dick for for Evian water. I need to defend myself for a second. Wait, 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 I, know said, I know Shana said something about Netflix was working with the company that promotes yeah. Fire Festival. Yes, that's true. But also, Hulu was at fault because they Billy McFarlane asked them to pay him money to do an interview. So you're paying are, are money to sure? a guy that already scammed a bunch of people. Are we sure that he so, asked them to pay? We know that he asked the people that produced the Netflix documentary to pay, and they didn't pay, so that's why he wasn't in it. But just because he asked them doesn't mean that – did anybody from Hulu's side say that they, he paid them? I believe he paid them. Oh, I'm just okay. making my stance. Yo, I got a, I got an idea for an episode. 
the biggest scammers of all time. We got to talk about that. But I don't <laughs> like how both documentaries kind of refer to him as some childlike, or he was a boy and all. No, he was no. a grown ass man, and he was scamming people. He was knowingly scamming people. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, that's my right. Aspect. Okay, I gotta. What's your next one? Hello. Yeah, what's your next one? I gotta move on. Um, I gotta move on to Glass. So Glass was oh, the third man. film in the trilogy by M. Night Shyamalan. First was Unbreakable <laughs> about like 14. Oh, we can't give away too much. We can't give away too much. People, people trying to see it. Yeah, I'm, I have to go see people it People already know that, though. It's common knowledge. Yeah. The first film was Unbreakable 14, 15 years ago. Second film was Split uh, mm-hmm. not too long ago. Um, I'm going to chalk it up like this. It started off strong had a solid middle, but in the third act, M. Night Shyamalan outdid himself and not in a good way. There was just <laughs> surprise twist after surprise twist after surprise twist, and, and by the end, it was just like, yo, what the hell's going on? Mm. So I'm just going to say James McAvoy owned the film. His performances of 17 different personalities yeah, was great. It was good. Samuel Jackson did good, and Bruce Willis was just there. <laughs> it's so true, though. I would definitely say that. I just feel like it just it had a strong promise in the beginning, but by the third act, it just fizzled out because I think it, it it went for an emotional twist and it failed. Yeah. Anything else you, you saw recently? You got one more, right? True Detective. Oh, yeah, True Detective. Yeah, I don't wanna, Tell us about that. Yeah, I saw True Detective here. Yeah. I can talk more about that next week, though. All right. Well, I know we – I guess we get into our, our kind of main topic. I know Shana – you're going to have to have to sort of lead us into this because it was a- okay. So yesterday I went to an event at uh, Kelby Lawn Village, and there was a, a speaker there. Her name is Dr. Joy DeGruy. It's spelled D E G R U Y, and um, the event was called "Learn from Your Past to Build Your Future," and she was basically talking about what they call epigenetics, where trauma that you experience in your life could be passed down generations through your DNA. Hmm. So she talked about, she really like, as far as African-Americans, people that descended from slavery, she started from the beginning. Like she started from the, the slave castle and, you know, she related cause she was saying that we had our own trail of tears hmm. on the continent yeah. to get to the slave castle. And people died on the way there. People died at the castle. Mm-hmm. People died on the boat. And then people came here. And, you know, so she was saying that we never really res- got the proper healing from the traumatic experiences that we've had. Mm-hmm. And we have passed those down to our children. Wow. So are there any, like, specific traits that um, she claims that this post-traumatic syndrome kind of leads within the community yeah like the you know like the self-hatred yeah. a lot of stuff that we learn socially like you know like cooking yeah and um you know and when we insult each other the first thing we do is call it like oh you black ass like mm. we use black as like a derogatory term and then i was talking to my friend and he was like man it just clicked for me he was saying that um Whenever he smelled boiled hot dogs, he would get sick. Wow. And he said nobody kind of knew why, because it's, it's something that never occurred in his home. Mm. 
And then he said one time, you know, he's talking to his dad as a teenager. He was like, that's because I absolutely detested boiled hot dogs when I was little. Interesting. But he, so of course, if that's something that his his father detested, that's something that they never had in their home. Yeah, that makes sense. It's got, I mean, but you know what? I think it's a lot of, a lot of uh, validity to that. I think that one of the issues we also have in our community is just the lack of awareness around mental health. You know, the lack of um, actually people pursuing just just being just being open to talking to therapists. You know, um, because a lot of times that we a lot of situations we face within our community, you need to really we got to talk to people about it. You know, we can't just continue to let this build up. Um, you know, let's let this permeate within our, ourselves without having some release valve. Um, and I think that looking back, even in my own background, you know, growing up on the east side of Detroit, you know, dealing with figuring out like what we gonna eat, you know, what we, what we you know, how we gonna survive the next day. That stuff does carry on with you throughout your your generations, throughout your your life. Like I continue to, even with money, I'm like, all right, I need to just save my money and keep saving my money because I don't want to be broke. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's honestly, I don't want to be poor anymore. So, um, I I agree, I definitely agree with that. I think that. This is something that is it's real. I think this is a po- which, isn't it called post traumatic slavery. Yeah, she was calling it post traumatic slave syndrome, slave syndrome, where the Trump, the the wow. Trump, uh, the trauma from slavery has basically been passed down through generations because we never got we never healed from it mm. mentally, and then we were never healed from it because the terror continued after yeah. slavery. Yeah, I seen this. Um. This post, I think it was on Twitter or something. It has said something like, "If trauma is generational, then healing is too." Makes and I sense. think that, you know, we we sell ourselves short thinking that you know this is just going to happen overnight. It's going to take time. But one thing that I do believe, we have to be intentional about healing. Yeah. And I think some people, they continue the cycles, and it's like you're not even self reflecting to realize that this is something that you're dealing with. And that's something that I've been really very intentional in my latter years, like really looking at how certain things have impacted me and how I want to do better so that if I'm ever blessed to have my own family, that I'm not pouring that same energy or those same traumas into, you know, the next generation. And I think that some people are just so caught up and selfish that we don't even allow ourselves to heal properly and then go forward and, you know, want to make sure that we're breaking these cycles because, I mean, it's, it's just a lot of intentionality that's behind that. I think a lot of it comes from just knowing mm-hmm. um, it wasn't okay to talk like people. I mean, it wasn't okay to talk like people didn't talk and haven't gone to therapy. You were, that was for crazy people. Right. And now with advances in technology, you can see that these things are even available. Yeah. My daughter wants to be a child psychologist. I didn't even know what child psychology was. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I think as we grow and we're able to just see past our environments, we never knew what happened outside of our homes. Mm-hmm. The internet opened up a lot. Like there were girl, there were like when, when you're a little girl and you're being like maybe abused um, or taken advantage of by an older person, you may have thought that that only happens to you. So, like, you know, the same things that we um, go through as we learn more um, about mental um, health awareness and you see people uh, on the radio talking about it or you hear people on the radio talking about it or whatever. You just uh, I think it'll get better as the years go. Yeah. 
So this is definitely something that we should have a deeper and longer, longer discussion on. Just based off of time, we can't really continue this. Um, but, you know, we just got to continue to look at our mental health, look at our health as a community, um, how we can sort of support each other, build that sense of just relationships amongst each other. Um, I mean, any final thoughts from the, the segment today I want to go through or just to wrap up? I um I think we should just um as far as when we should just think about when we encounter children, our own children, other children, just think back on what worked for you and what didn't. Mm. Like for me, spankers didn't work. I was still <laughs> bad. Spank me so I can go back outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather the spanking over the, you know, Yo, But my punishment, right. oh, my God, I'm crying the whole time. Right. Don't take my TV, please, Lord Jesus. Find it in your heart to forgive <laughs> me being bad in school and not turning in 15 million assignments. Right. Like, <laughs> so just, I just, as far as when I encounter children, I just remember, try to remember what work what worked for me as far as communication and what didn't perfect so i want to thank again quest and kenya for being here today we truly appreciate Thanks you all quest where can we find uh, like you uh, you could go online quest mccody q u e s t m c o d y just type that in whatever you go on and you should be okay and go online and get my album the gospel th3 gospel itunes title all that good stuff Irving, you can find uh, Can We Talk on iTunes and um, Facebook. I want to well. say to the listeners, um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Eric, like, uh, like, share, and subscribe, but also don't be afraid to give comment and give reviews and let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like. Perfect. Yeah, that, that was that's what I was going to say. Thank you all again. It's been a great episode.